1: i'm like crack ladies ponies at the track it's my chocolate time i'm stepping in harder this year. Yeah. can't i'm repping in all of this yeah. yeah watch me as i gravitate yo
3: we gon ghost town it's motown with your sound you in the blink gonna bite the dust can't fight with us with your sound
1: you kill it ain't. so don't stop get it get it until you check hit head watch the way i navigate
3: <laughs>
2: Folks, welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. I am Ryan Bailey. This is your Friday episode. Uh, we did it. We made it through the week. That, of course, was JoJo. Um, the, JoJo, if you guys don't know JoJo, that's JoJo. Of course, that is uh, a mashup of that and uh, a Gorillaz song, Feel Good Inc. And I love Gorillaz. I could go on for hours about the band Gorillaz uh, that Damien Alborn put together, but... I remember when that first that song came out. And there are certain sm- songs that speak to me as a young woman, uh, as I am. Um, it, but, like, I love, I had a huge, like, I, once every couple of years, I'll get into, like, a K-hole where I'll, I'll listen to that song, Leave Get Out by JoJo. And it's so good. I have that, that hook, that, like, mm, get out. It's like, it's an anthem. It's anthemic. It is an anthemic song. I dare you not to go leave, get out all day. It is, it's coursing through your veins at this point. How is everybody doing? I'm not, I'm not doing great. I mean, I'm doing great. I'm just, you know, those days where you're just like my body and your mind, it just doesn't work. You know, you're just trying to get through the day. It's like 11.41 p.m. Thursday evening. I just watched the Kardashians and took notes on that, and I hung out with my parents, and I made them watch Summer House with me. And Bill and Becky Bailey will be on this episode just in a moment, Moment, actually. They do a little 15-minute Summer House of tonight's episode. And, of course, a full recap will be over on the Patreon. I believe I'm doing that this weekend. Uh, I'm behind on a couple of things right now. Uh, I'm, tr- But today was just one of those where... You're just going through the motions, and I did this clubhouse um, with Ian Gelfin, the producer of Summer House, and he's just such a cool guy, and and I I thought the interesting thing about the clubhouse was he was talking, and he talked about this on the podcast I did with him, too, is that it's always funny, you know, you think about somebody like him, I think, like, wow, he's in charge of Summer House, and you talk to him, and he's like, oh, I, I really... I'm really excited to to do scripted work, you know, because uh, one of the questions was uh, scripted or reality. And he was like, well, you know, I really, my heart's in scripted work. And I'm sitting there going, dude, you, you're like the, you're the king of reality. Summer House is an amazing show. He's worked on Love and Hip Hop. He's worked on all of these real, like he worked on A Season of Dallas. He did Buried by the Bernards on Netflix. And I'm sitting there going, "It just it just goes to show you Nobody, I mean, not that we're ever supposed to be satisfied, but you can look at somebody else's life and think, oh, my God, they have it all figured out if I was only this guy. And then you talk to that guy or girl and they're like, oh, my God, if I was only this guy or girl over here, like nobody, does anybody, does anybody like being who they are? <laughs> I guess anybody like, I am totally cool, like maybe Courtney Kardashian. And even that, I mean, the people that probably think they're dope shit are not dope shit. So it's like. That kind of confidence is wasted on the wrong people, you know, but I was just thinking about that all day. And I was also thinking about, I was thinking about high school. Remember, you guys remember the first all-nighter you did in high school? And I don't mean for a party. I mean, for like school, I remember towards the end, maybe it was junior or senior year of high school. And I had to finish like these school projects and I had left it to the last minute, of course, which that's why I initially thought about that tonight. Cause I was like, how late am I going to do this? Like what time are you actually going to get the motivation to record? Like, it's so weird. You guys, it's so weird to explain it. And I guess it's the only way I can think of is when you guys go to work or you guys do something is, you know, that you have to do this thing. And by the way, no, but I don't have to, I'm not under any law. And at the end of the day, it's not going to matter a hill of beans if I don't do this, but I really, I, you know, I deeply love it. And, and I hope you guys dig it as well. But I was sitting there like, when do I do this? When do I do this? And I was remembering back to high school of those times, like that first time you did an all-nighter. And it was like, wow, look at me. I'm growing up. I can do an all-nighter. Look at this. I'm going into the school with zero sleep. Also, I do have a bone to pick. Does anybody, I, I have a bone to pick with people that say they stayed up all night and they're lying, you know, or like uh, when, when people will be like, oh my God, I did not sleep at all last night. And you were actually in the same bed with them and you watched them sleep. I think sleep lying is a huge crime in this country. I hear it all the time. Of like, oh my God, I got no sleep. And then you're like, the reality of that situation is probably got a solid six hours. Like I, ne- like, it just, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Um, but yeah, that that's sometimes what a podcast is like, is that you wait to the end of the day, you wait to see if things happen. And then you're like, fuck, I gotta, gotta start it. And back in the old days, you guys, for those people new to the show, I used to do – I would do one really long one, which I'm talking like six hours, a six-hour podcast. It would have like three guests, a bunch of bits, and I would put those out sometimes on Wednesday, but it was such a – I would dread Tuesday so much because – It wasn't the fact of putting all this stuff together. It was that the file size would be too large, where it would crash my computer over and over again. So you would get to like three or four in the morning and you would finish all the edits and then you would go to process it. And there would be times where, because it's such a large file, it would take 20 to 30 minutes to process. And then on the very last minute, it would crash the computer. And there were moments doing that where it was just like you're just in tears cuz you're like you work so hard at this thing and then it's that and, and unfortunately i don't speak computer so it all ugh, ugh. anyways do I share too? I think I share too much, maybe. I maybe share too much. Um, oh, God, this is so cool. I'm going to play for this. I'm going to play this for you guys on Monday. But there was a guy and a girl, a couple, I think a husband and a wife, that listened to the pod. And they made something really cool that I want to play on the pod, I think, Monday or Tuesday. And I think you guys will really dig it. But I couldn't. I was like, oh, my God. The first couple that listens to me together. And I was like, you guys got to and I I was DMing with uh, this person. I was like, you got to you guys got to come on together. Like that would be a mate. Like, oh, my God. What if. And this is probably going to this is probably this is probably where I lose the only couple that listens to me together. Do you think they've ever made love to the podcast? Do you think I mean, because it's a funny podcast? Sure. But sometimes it's serious and sometimes it's downright sexy. And I don't think anybody else can argue with that at all. Um, so if they do come on the pod, I got my first question, I guess. (laughs) Um, I got to tell you guys, I was so livid. I was, uh, somebody sent me a Dumois, you know, Dumois, the, uh, the gossip columnist on Instagram that's been on the pod a bunch. Um, somebody sent me one of her items today and it was very frustrating. Very, very frustrating because this is the item right here. It says, um, I have tea Southern Charm hookups. Anonymous, please. Was at a very popular cocktail bar in Charleston last Thursday, and in stumbles Madison LaCroix and Whitney Sudler Smith from Southern Charm. They proceed to kiss right there in the middle of the bar on display. Guess she's moved on from A Rod and doesn't care who knows it. First off, I'm gonna fully vom. Are you kidding me? Whitney 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 Port from The Hills is a more attractive man than Whitney Settler-Smith from Southern Charm. Whitney is coasting on his mom's money, Patricia. Love, Patricia. I'm so sorry about Whitney, Patricia, if you're listening. Um, And also, big shout-out to Michael, the butler. Send prayers. He uh, is—I know he's fighting to get back on his feet again after the— uh, the spinal cord um, injury he had. And that that's not, a, like, that's not a joke. That's real. So please send him your well wishes. Um, I believe Shameless Strumpet, an account, has an address where you can actually send him cards. Okay, but back to how I hate Whitney. Whitney is such a tool. And, like, do you remember those Southern Charm episodes where he was playing for that model girl, his guitar, and she had to watch him play, and it was just the most... Like you don't come you think Chloe Kardashian's freaked out about her bathing suits pictures. Whitney should be freaked out. I was hor I mean I remember watching it just I mean I was like can I I ran out of my bedroom when I watched that. I, I jumped out of a second story window. I watched it on a plane and I I walked out. No. Um yeah, so supposedly mad like it that's just too convenient though. Like In what world does Madison go from Austin, okay, to A-Rod, Jay Cutler, both sports players, and then to Whitney? And Whitney does come from money. We know Madison likes money. Whitney also is one of the producers along with his mom on Southern Charm. So, of course, that's, but I I mean, I don't even know if I'd want to see that on the show. I was picturing Madison and Craig having that be the big like big blow up stuff that we would have to get over in the season. But if they're coming in with a potential hookup with I just, I don't have any, it's like, it's like, it's like uh, Russian is a foreign, lang- foreign language. I have no grasp of it. You know what I'm saying? I have no grasp of what that what my thoughts are. Even I just see red. I've just I just become immutably angry, and uh, it's it's not good. It's not. Good. I'm gonna so I'm gonna sleep on it, and uh, I'm worried about that. And of course, I don't want to go to sleep tonight because tonight's Southern Charm, Hannah and Dez were you know kick the kids out of the car. You guys were fucking all over the house. Like, it's so, like, it's like one, like, you know, personal lovemaking, whatever. It's like between two adults. But, like, then it's on camera and they're like,
3: let's, let's have
2: sex on top of this sink. And you're just like, are they going to start, like, they're already, they already put in too many, uh, 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 They put in too many of those for my comfort, especially when I'm watching two feet away from my parents. I mean, you want to think of awkwardness. I mean, we're sitting there watching, of course, we're all naked as a family, and then we have to see, no, no, but like, I, I, you never get over that, no matter how old you get around your parents, if a love-making scene or just straight-up sex scene comes on, it's. I've never felt like, I mean, and I guess that's good, there's no point that you should want to be around your parents and go, I'm totally cool with this, Do you guys want to rewind that, watch it again, love it. Like, no, it's always, it puts you, it reverts you back to that childhood thing of just like, oh, my God, make it stop, make it stop. Come on, Des, come already, Jesus. Um, They hooked up in the hot tub. They hooked up in uh, Kyle and Amanda's bathroom. Like, I mean, a sink is a sink. Why are you, that just, oh, God. Um. So yeah, we're gonna get their thoughts. Uh, I love getting Bill and Becky's thoughts on Summer House. Uh, the other other thing I wanted to mention before we um, uh, before we get into this, I had it's been a really. I hate that I feel the way I do today and I needed to be way more appreciative because something, another amazing. So yesterday I was on reality Checked with Amy Phillips on Sirius. You can also go get that show at any time. It's on demand on, if you have the serious XM app and I, I was, I was really happy with it. Um, but then today another great thing happened and I just feel really blessed in this sense is the Washington post. I was interviewed by the Washington post, the, uh, the newspaper about the Kardashians, uh, for a pop culture article. Um, And, uh, I, I talked with this, uh, great lady, Emily Yar last week, and I think Emily, the uh, reporter for the Washington post will be on so bad. It's good very soon. Cause I was like, I asked her, I was like, "I, I, would love to find out about how your job works. I mean, that's a really, it's a really cool job, especially in this day and age. And I know they get a lot of shit. Uh, and especially the post and the times and stuff, but I would be so curious how, what, how you get to that point where you do what you do. And we had the best conversation for like 30 minutes last week. I had so much fun talking to her and they just used a couple quotes. They talked to so many cool people in the article, but I was one of those people. And, um, Uh, You can find it online. I'll try to drop the link somewhere. I think you can find it on my Instagram stories still. But uh, my quotes were, people would be naive not to pay attention to the show. It was Shakespearean, said Ryan Bailey, host of the reality TV podcast, So Bad It's Good. That's us, you guys. Um, uh, Quote, business mastermind Chris Jenner. Oh, no, it says, business mastermind Chris Jenner, he noted, quote, at times sacrificed her family's well-being and family's sanity. But in doing so, she built an empire. Wiser words were never spoken. Whoever said that, that is genius. Because if you factor in Chloe this week, I'm totally dead on right. I said this last week. It's going to keep happening. Kris Jenner leveraged her family's mental stability over success and she she won that success but then she deals with people like chloe not being able to handle putting a picture out there of herself anymore and then i got to end the article and it says quote to me this was chris jenner's dream from day one bailey said it's a real american story where else could something like this happen boom your boy did are you guys you we did this we're in a newspaper you guys that's so exciting Okay, Um, I have so much stuff to talk to you. And that's gonna I'm going to save that for next week. Uh, I have so many stories to get to. Sophie Ross will be joining us back on Monday. She has fully moved in and there's like 40 billion things I need to talk to her about. If you guys have any questions too, just email me at so bad. It's good with Ryan Bailey at gmail.com. Leave a five star review on Apple podcast. Thank you to everybody that does that. I really appreciate it. Uh, I am so I'm just wiped out right now, mentally and spirit and spiritually. <laughs> I just almost got disgusted with myself. So I'm going to do I'm going to cut to Bill and Becky. We're going to play that. And then I'm going to come back. I'm going to do a Kardashian recap. And then I talked to my friend Megan earlier this week, who's a lawyer. And I talked about airing this earlier, but she was on the Jen Shaw call last week. And so I'm going to put that on at the end as a nice little uh you know kind of a thing to set you off into your weekend so we got three cool things here bill and becky kardashians and then jen shaw and then we're gonna go party like it's 1999 and we're going to is it is it uncouth to say party our balls off i think that's you know okay um you, ladies and gentlemen bill and becky bailey okay
3: so, yeah, i gotta though yeah i you know my me yeah, extra hard like, i took my anger over Noise on now, look Those niggas and these niggas really don't matter because just a lawyer.
2: Okay, welcome back. We have fan favorites, uh, Bill and Becky Bailey, my parents. Uh, say hello to everybody.
4: Hey, what's up, guys?
3: Hey.
2: Um, they, I have, um, the, uh, a Harry and Meghan t-shirt from the Royals and oh. you don't like the Royals oh. and a lot of people were, uh, upset you guys didn't like no, the Royals. No, no, I
4: like the Royals. I just don't care for those two. You
2: don't anymore. like Harry and Meghan. I no,
4: think...
3: I, I love the Royal family the
2: history of <laughs> it. Just those two. Yeah.
3: I think when it goes into the wash, the bleach will come out.
2: Oh, you're going to destroy my shirt. Um, <laughs> so you've now watched four episodes of Summer House, um, how hot was it seeing so many so seeing Hannah and Dez have so much sex tonight? Was that hot for you guys? I couldn't relate. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, did that make you feel anything?
3: Uh, now
2: we also he got. Wasn't
3: nice, seemed seem? No, it was fine. They yeah. seem like they fit.
2: Yeah, but would you have sex in somebody else's bathroom?
3: No, that's not very nice. Yeah,
2: but you are saying that now. But if and it came down, down to it, in the pantry
3: where oh, everybody's oh, got yeah. all the food.
2: Ugh. Um. So so wait. And then Stravy came back, and Dad said about Stravy, said, run, dude. He's yeah, the guy that yeah. did the candles and said, I love right, you. Yeah,
4: yeah,
2: yeah. And you think Lindsay doesn't like him at all.
4: Lindsay, that's the that's one the, I don't care the, for. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah, the blonde girl with the boots, With the dress. Yeah. yeah.
4: No, I don't care for her at all. I think she's just nothing but phony. And, and the guy seems like a nice guy. It makes a hell of a
2: sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean,
4: just run, dude, run.
2: What do you think? Well, you, you're in love I with Strawberry I like
3: him, and I feel bad because I think Would she's playing him. Would you have
2: sex, him. With, him you with, you sex with him in a pantry?
3: Well, who yeah, knows? yeah.
2: He seems like, kind of boring, though. Have... I don't know. He's... No, yeah, he isn't. No,
3: he's, got, he's got wow. that side to him that's romantic.
2: <laughs> and amazing. Wait, because he lit some candles and well, did a I love you? In the... Hey, it
3: was better than the fish and chips. Okay. I think he should have brought sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yes exactly yeah um okay so uh was there anything else that stood out for you for you uh, from tonight's episode it's kind of a slow episode
3: yeah yeah
2: wasn't exciting um
3: uh, what's Lover Boy's girlfriend? Uh, Amanda. Ma- Amanda. It's Kyle and Amanda. Amanda was too whiny about her anniversary of an engagement.
2: Yes, you said they shouldn't be celebrating anniversary. I mean, I mean, it, it, it's it, it, kind of like gender reveals. They uh, shouldn't be doing those either, right?
3: An anniversary of a bowel movement. I mean, what is what? Are, who? How many anniversaries? And because then, at the very end. It was going to be the anniversary of something else, she said, that was coming up. Well, when
2: you're in love, everything is an anniversary. Well, that's
3: okay, but you don't have to get so sad that you think everybody's taking your limelight.
2: And what did you think of uh, Luke this time? Because Luke was the one that came back into the house and had to apologize to everybody.
4: Lucas, the one who wears the hats all the time. Yeah, and he's you know, like always shirtless, and he's like a he's like
3: a, yeah. he's he's a strange dude. I mean, he's different people. He's,
2: yeah, he's from Minnesota. Is that yeah, different uh, guess, in your I experience? Is he that... wants
3: all the attention. Well, they each do in an individual way. Each one of them ha- wants to be recognized. They're all like playing <laughs> it.
4: Did you? Wait a did a minute, was
3: that recognized or recognized?
2: <laughs> Mon- Monk is very animated in yeah. this. Yeah. Um, so should seen, uh we should
4: have seen her back in the day.
2: What did you think of uh Carl tonight? Carl uh really didn't do much. He was Carl was rather boring. I
4: wishy-washy. I get, yeah. I, get like, I like Carl and everything but I get a little tired of him.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah, but and, you can also I think he's planting seeds to get with Sierra.
3: Well, uh, that's what Sierra is the really why.
2: beautiful uh, African-American the, the girl, yeah. That's
3: I that's wanted to see of more favorites. of her tonight. She was like I non-existent. Like <laughs> yeah. Oh,
0: yeah.
3: And
2: we saw the the one girl, Paige, cried about her boyfriend not yeah, being there.
3: Robert sad, there.
2: or uh, yeah, her, no, her guy. Robert
3: yeah. came for the.
2: Robert other is Danielle's role. guy. Oh, Perry. Yeah. Perry, yes, Perry's yes, Perry's. Perry he's, yeah,
3: he's leading her on. He's got a second life.
2: Wow, that's a huge jump, Mom. You yeah. think that's what it is? He has yep. a second life. Yep. You think he has like another girlfriend and all yeah. that stuff?
3: Well, seriously,
4: why wouldn't he come and join him? Did
2: well, he's actually, oh well, he's eight years older than her.
3: Yeah, but he. Still, it's party time. If,
2: yeah. Well, I mean, look that how old
3: Dez is.
2: Yeah, Dez is like, looks like he's okay. in his 50s or something.
3: So Perry loses in this game.
2: Yeah, okay. Um, what uh, does he
3: lose? <laughs> he's going to lose uh, Danielle. Is that her name? What's that, Danielle?
2: No, Perry's gonna lose Paige. Paige. Paige, Paige, yeah. I knew I
3: had those two. Yeah, Paige is attractive.
2: Pa- yeah, Paige is really oh, cute. She's cute, but uh, yeah. Hannah, uh, she's turned out to be not a fan favorite this season. She's the, the one I don't like. Yeah, well, you don't like Hannah, oh, and you Hannah's don't like Lindsay. Hannah was the Hannah's one making it's out it's in the jacuzzi in the bathroom. With it's it's yeah, it's with Des. She just
4: looks. I don't. I don't dislike her, but she just looks kind of strange.
2: Yeah, she looks. Like you mean mean.
4: Yeah. No, just. Kind I think
3: of, she looks mean. Yeah. You think she looks mean? I think she's vindictive.
2: Well, I do. I mean, I do think every she's used to using her words to get her way. Yes. But you said Luke looked bothered uh, when they were in the relationship yeah. with death. Yeah,
4: so I, I, He was I, I jealous. jealous. He just he looked bothered.
2: But I mean, the thing with, I was trying to explain you guys to my parents is that they went in the house and uh, and, and Luke. They had, they had fooled around, but they never had sex, right. and he thought they were friends, and then they went into the house, and all of a sudden, Hannah said, you've been leading me on, and he was like, well, you said, and th- then he finds out tonight, she's also been dating somebody yes. and had sex with somebody, yes. so how could he have possibly been leading her on if she was already doing, that? like, she wasn't sitting there waiting for him. But
4: I think was she, she's was jealous. She, was he leading her on?
2: I mean, I think he's a good-looking guy that probably leads, like, but I don't think he he's aware that that's what leading on is. I think he's just a good-looking guy that girls throw themselves at, you know?
3: And he's jealous because he sees her happy and he thinks, oh, maybe I should have taken that on.
2: It's not unlike probably what you used to deal with, Mom. Sure. With,
3: Whatever with you pee, say. Guys, uh, wait, wait
2: a minute,
3: with pee?
2: With people. With oh. guy. With guy. With P. <laughs> hey, Mom, follow-up question. Have you ever been peed on? No. <laughs> no you never, you never had hey dad, a... dad Okay, uh, same question to you dad. you
4: never had a yellow shower
2: <laughs> no it's called a golden shower golden dad. shower golden yeah day. Day. dad, dad act like he didn't know the professional name uh. of golden shower
3: <laughs>
2: All I remember Dusty on the, the brick wall. Oh, da- my name. friend, my friend Dusty. You guys used to pee his whole name uh, on a, like a brick wall at, at parties in the backyard. He would spell his whole name Dusty in one uh, one pee.
4: That's a lot of pee.
2: That is a lot of pee. Um, uh, off off summer house for a second, and then we'll, we'll finish up with that. Is that I was noticing you guys were uh, doing my nephew watermelon schooling. Right. He came over here because his his mom was out of town, and you guys is schooling. I mean, I've learned I learned more watching you guys teach him than I've ever learned from you guys <laughs> in my life. Did you
4: learned not, not to do.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, the fact I feel like I was a warm up. Like you guys were like doing Like I didn't know any of the stuff you guys were talking about. And you guys both, how do you guys split up the sections on what to teach him? Because well, I saw you both doing it. Dad is
3: the history buff. I mean, I don't touch geography and history. That's all, Dad. I'm more English, math, and we were doing logic. Yeah. Which is logical. So we have a good fit for both of us. I enjoy it very much. But Dad has so much extra knowledge on the history and the geography that he can, you know, uh, give Connor more information. And then at the end, he asks him, what what did you get out of this? And he repeats it back.
2: Would you ever want to, like, I was walking with him the other night and I was... I was wanting to have like a really uh, deep discussion uh, but then you realize kids are kids you know like you always have that imagination of like oh I'm gonna really uncle the shit out of him tonight and then he just wants to talk about like video games yeah Yeah. still kid no I, yeah, yeah. no, I know, but... <laughs> oh, and
3: all day, I, I just, that computer all day long, poor guy. Yeah,
2: but that's the that's what everybody's and doing Ado now. That's what right everybody... In, well,
3: that's his future. And, yeah, I
2: mean, honestly.
3: And Addie used to come over... My when niece. she comes over to school, turn right on the TV. Just and now she goes right to the computer also. Well,
2: it's weird. They're almost built like they have like a, a hidden um, uh, hearing where they can hear the TV perfectly and also hear conversations. Yeah. Like, they hear what's oh, yeah. going on, they just oh, choose yeah. to ignore you, but then they'll snap. It's just
4: funny. It really cracks me up. Yeah. And, you know, and then Addison got her
3: braces.
2: Yeah, she looks horrible, you guys. If you guys see Addison <laughs> out and about in Gilbert, Arizona, please make fun of her. Um, <laughs>
3: They're navy blue.
2: <laughs> their na- oh, I didn't see the color. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank God she doesn't smile or you'd see them more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you
3: got her paint.
2: Um, uh, okay, so... My mom asked during the show, you guys, if it ever gets boring watching these shows, and it definitely does get boring watching these shows. You do see, it, like, there's episodes that are better than others, but then sometimes you have an off. Dull. Yeah, this kind of, like, it feels like an in-between. You just came yeah. off, like, a big, kind of, like, Luke was having to cry and get back in the house, and so this is kind of like a breathing episode, but I imagine what it's like with sports, where it's just like the season just kind of goes on and sports, on. in Baseball like for
4: me, I guess I'm older. It's very boring, especially baseball.
2: Yeah, I mean that's insane. I, mean, I can't like imagine yeah, but, three like, hours. Yeah.
3: So long. But like the
4: summer house, it's it's. I mean, I'll, i admit I'll watch it and everything. It, it, but it kind of draws you in. Yeah.
3: yeah. Now I've got to see
4: what happens. Yeah, you know, it draws you in. Like today was kind of okay.
2: Yeah. But it's like that's what a soap opera what is. It's it's a, it's a, a know, it's a, it's. It has that soap opera basis where it keeps absolutely. you coming for these little. And if you if you didn't watch the next three episodes and picked it back up, you wouldn't have a hard time yeah. figuring out where you were at.
4: Now, Amanda's still, that was the one with Des.
2: Is no, Amanda's Amanda? the one with Kyle. It's they the lover run boy. Loverboy. Lover boy. Des is the comedian, the older comedian that He's looks like Hannah. Kyle that's oh, with Hannah. Yeah, he. that's oh, what he, he does that, in though. real life, yeah. He's
3: with Hannah.
2: He's, He's with Hannah. And Hannah. they're engaged now. Yeah, okay. And they're filming the Summer House reunion today, which is Friday when people will hear this, tomorrow. They're filming, like, so they do a reunion where everybody gets back and they get to yell okay. at each other. So they'll, no. there'll be a bunch of drama is and stuff still like that. Summerhouse.
4: Summer House? I mean,
2: We just watched it.
4: <laughs> Whoa, where what do you no, no. I mean, you but said they're having a reunion.
2: Yeah, well, because they filmed this season, like it's been. They, a
4: reunion they, is when everything's over with. And well, yeah, but ahead. they're
2: well, they already know how the season ends. Oh, but I'm saying, so I mean,
4: but it's still new. End. It's still going.
2: Yeah, the season's still going. Like, I mean, they'll have probably I don't know how many more didn't episodes say it's left.
4: Been like six or seven seasons.
2: This is its fifth season. Wow. Okay. Yeah, okay. and uh, I
4: never heard of it till you.
2: Yeah, and we're still, and we still don't know if Vanderpump Rules is coming back, but the. Tom Tom isn't open, but Sir and Pump are open.
3: Oh,
2: okay. Um, we to go
4: out to
3: LA and check it out.
2: Yeah, no, for real. And uh, June, I
3: think I'll go out while your your mom's. And June fifteenth is was
2: coming, yeah. June fifteenth yep, is know. when all the go
3: ahead.
2: Uh, June fifteenth is when everything uh, reopens in oh, Los I'm Angeles, but 15. every okay. uh, but people have to still wear masks and stuff like that. Um, when
3: you were talking about the soap operas, I remember my grandmother that when we'd come back and she take was going to take us downtown shopping, we couldn't go until after the soap operas were on her favorite one she watched every single day. And it was like it took forever.
2: Can't believe you don't so watch soap operas still now. I never got now.
3: into them because it would aggravate me that we, I want to go now, Grandma, I want to go now. This feels
2: like it could be a whole hour if we unpacked yeah. all of that. Yeah. Like so anxiety. how did you feel about Yeah, that? yeah. and did you, did you carry a lot of anger about that your whole no, life? Anxiety like, let's go, let's go, let's go um, uh, Is there anything else that you noticed about the Because we also watched, when I came into town on Saturday We watched the last episode And that's when, uh, you know, we saw You guys watched that entire episode too And Dad pointed out that you said You've never seen uh, guys talk this month with each other
4: Oh yeah, the hugging and yeah, there's a lot like of a lot from... of verbal. Yeah, it just but it. <laughs>
2: like Mom staring at that. <laughs> Mom staring here. at him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it well, thing, but, yeah.
4: but no, it just um... yeah, but I know it's all part of it, and they're just doing it; they're performing and everything, but it. Um... A lot of hugging going on. Yeah, but guys. Uh, 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 what's the, the Minnesota guy loves to hug.
2: Luke loves Luke, to hug, I came, yeah. I from,
4: Luke loves to hug.
2: Don't you and your buddies hug at bowling? No. But the see, that's what.
4: But the guys. Oh, but
2: see, guys Guys are different than girls, though. Guys will get into fights and then they'll hug it out the next day and they don't need to really. Do they? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think I've guys hold grudges as that. much as girls hold grudges. i
3: well, I agree, but I didn't know the hugging part. No, I mean, well, I mean, yeah,
2: I mean, I think when guys do jocular things, you high five and you, you know, you you know, you touch penises, yeah, that kind of thing.
4: It's macho stuff.
2: Yeah. Do mom, have you ever heard what docking is? No. Docking is when it's two men and they take uh, their penises and one's uncircumcised and one isn't, and then the one man that isn't uncircumcised peels his skin and puts it around the
3: other man's penis.
2: You have to go tip to tip, mom, or it doesn't. And the first time I did it, it was scary. G-M-I, and then I... So,
4: what, so what's your point?
2: I'm just... I thought she was... I thought there's was a learning oh, podcast. Oh, yeah. Great. Now I
4: got
2: to perform. <laughs> <about it. laughs> yeah. Hey, Dad, let me show... I'll show you. Yeah, yeah. Dad, you... Brian, get in some... here. <laughs> you cook dinner now. Okay. Well, uh, is there dinner. is there anything wrapping up? Oh, we're having zoodles because I'm on a, a diet. Zucchini noodles. And
3: with shrimp. With, with shrimp. shrimp.
2: Yes. Cool. It's going to okay. be great. Um, anything else that you'd no, like to say? No,
4: that was cool. I mean, it was just kind of, a to me, it was a little thing. Which just It just fascinates me.
2: Yeah. And I there's really a whole like, culture I of like people.
4: I like the boating thing, though. Getting, that was fun. I well,
2: that's it. what I was talking to the producer of Summer House before I came out here tonight, and uh, 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 we hosted a chat room thing with the producer, and he was saying that's his his preference is to he loves when they can show him having a good time. Like, yeah, he said sometimes when it gets too seat. bogged down into fights and fights. Yeah,
4: yeah, you know, that's a really good point because, like, when they, they feel, I think they feel like they have to fight.
2: Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, that is, and, well, and he said, fight. he said uh, with this season, you know, you, you know, you put them in a pressure cooker because it's COVID and you really can't leave yeah. except for last week they went to their first restaurant and then they went out on a boat, yeah, boat and that's why they're so happy is because yeah. they're really, besides that trapped there for six weeks, with not being able to go out, so that kind of creates a horror. Horrible...
4: That's true. Yeah, I mean, that, well, that's, what,
2: that's what everybody did deal with. I mean, yeah.
4: So now we're looking at going to Albuquerque and Santa Fe.
2: Ooh, that would be amazing, yeah. Drive over yeah, there. Yeah, New Mexico. Um uh, Is there anything else? Is there anything you want to promote, Mom? Do you have anything you're selling? I'm good. Okay, Dad, anything you're selling? Just don't hate. Don't hate? Okay, that's do not faith hate. Faith peace and love. Peace and love, okay. Faith and love. We'll talk to you next week. Later. Bye. I would put the Bailey's up against the Kardashians any damn day of the week. I mean seriously, we could take them. We could take and there's only there's only 3 of ba- uh, us Bailey's here tonight. We could take the whole Kardashian clan. So let me talk a little bit about tonight's episode. Keeping up with the Kardashian. The episode is called it's episode 4. It's called um, New Friends and the Bunker. So the title of this episode is called New Friends and the bunker that title shows you how insanely lazy this show has gotten guess what this show is about new friends and a bunker they're not even trying anymore that is, I mean, that is the problem right there. You're phoning it in, even with the title. Like, even the title is an opportunity to do something good. I mean, we couldn't... I mean, come on. Come on. Are you kidding me? New Friends and the Bunker? I So I'm so disappointed. And I have to just... Before I tell you every one of these scenes, I think there was one real moment tonight. And the real moment, it wasn't even a real... I mean, it was a real moment in the midst of a setup scene all all of these scenes and i hate to be so negative and i'm trying the only reason i'm being negative is because i know what this art form can be i know how good reality shows can be and i know that they have all the tools to make a good reality show in fact i wrote somewhere in the notes here i was like did they know I, i wonder if they know how bad their own reality show has gotten like do they know how like you would think especially Kim. She seems like she takes pride in everything that she does. Like, where did the pride fall off in terms of your own reality show? Cause this thing is a big flaming hot turd. Like I did all your attention go to skims. Like, I I don't understand how something gets so bad and yet it's so glossy, but it's not even glossy in the, the way that the Hills or selling sunset is fun because it's so glossy that it makes you forget everything else. I don't think you can do that with the Kardashians because they live such fascinating lives, and we have to read about it all the effing time. Like this week with Chloe, that would have made a. I mean, God, if something like that happened on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, they would have made it into a whole season plot. That would have been Lucy Lucy Apple Juice, like you know, you know, that's the truth too. So, so many things happen to this people, and that 's why it 's painful because at this point, the Kardashians think they 're pulling one over on us. they think they 're killing this. so when you see Kim and Chloe do a scene about a bunker and they 're like chloe 's being really you know egregious and be really big personality, she thinks she 's killing it she thinks she 's acting her pants off like for real. I think they think they 're good, so they 're doing these poorly performed improvisational scenes. But they're not actors. So it's so so that feeling you get, and I think to the untrained eye, and the untrained eye, you would watch this and go, something's off, but I'm not sure what it is. It must be them. But no, the thing that's off is that it's all fake. The thing that's off is that they are acting throughout these scenes and they're improving. So the dialogue isn't that good, but they think they're doing good. So I feel like it's this weird thing where we're watching them pat themselves on the back for performing poorly and making bad television. It's really meta. If you really think about this 20 seasons in for this, it's a very meta thing because just the the creepiest thing the, the the most fascinating thing as well about all of this is that just right there directly under the surface is one of the best reality shows that they could make if they wanted to. It's all there. It is all there. I mean, you could just literally tell. Like, if I went in tomorrow, I'd be like, "Okay, stop that. No, no, no. I don't care. I don't care who Courtney's hanging out with. Um, Chloe, what's going on with you and Tristan? What did you? Did, where did, did you guys wake up together? Tell me about that. What is the worst thing about uh, having pictures of their unedited?" Uh, Chloe who does your editing of your pictures can we talk to them can we do a talking head with that Uh, you know they have these things that you would craft amazing storylines but we get this half-baked shit about MJ not being able to have her 86th birthday at like some hotel in La Jolla when it's like it's a pandemic we know and also the big crux of that scene is Chris is like oh MJ we can't do a birthday party for her you have all of the money in the fucking world anything is possible you could buy covid at this point you could buy the whole disease you could buy the whole pandemic with kardashian money and they're like what could we possibly do for mj oh my god she's in san diego two hours away what like you could literally buy mj flying capabilities and i don't mean a private jet i mean you could build the technology where mj could be some kind of like flying Superman. So that is my big monologue before we start the show. So I, I just want to let you know, it, it's only anger because I see what it could be. And I see what it's been before. And you, each one of those girls is so fascinating in their own way. Yet we get this bullshit. It's like just war. It, it's like when you get, when you have leftover, or like it's okay. Uh, my ex used to make chicken. She'd make baked chicken or, and it would be always, I would call <laughs> I would call it sad chicken. Cause sometimes I would get like, that was what I, you know, I would come over work and, and it would, and I, cause it was always like so dried out and I would call it sad chicken. You know, <laughs> do you guys do that? Like, did you have things in your relationships where you would just, the things that you like said, I would be like, Oh no, sad chicken again. <laughs> I was very lucky to have sad chicken. Okay. So anyways, we open on this really fun scene, you guys, where Kendall um, and her friend Fi and Kim, they're running around Kendall's house and her like Fi and hers dogs are there. She has a Dalmatian and their dogs lock themselves in their bathroom and Kendall thinks it's hysterical. Kendall has to go outside and crawl through the bathroom window to get the dogs out. And in this moment, we see how piss poor... Uh, or how easy it is to get into Kendall's house. Like, it seems like like now she just showed us how to do it, and I think she's having stalker issues. So the fact that Kendall was able to walk outside and then get into her bathroom window from the outside, like if I was Kendall security, I would have shot anybody that I saw. Like she should have been shot. Like, I don't, you know what I'm saying? Like if, if you're a security on that premises, you see somebody crawling through and like outside into the indoor bathroom. Like that's, that deserves like a tase or something. Kendall just, and I'm like, no wonder Kendall has issues with stalkers. seems like it's really easy to get her. But anyways, her dogs like lock themselves in and she, you know, she gets the dogs out and it's so fun. And glad the cameras were there to capture this amazing memory. Um, so we do the opening of the credits. Dun, 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 dun. Um, so we open up. Courtney, we find out, is having a sleepover with some friends. Um, you know, and she likes to be just in the moment. You know, that's what she's saying. We meet Addison Ray, who is a world renowned TikToker. She's a TikTok star, you guys. We've talked to her about her on this podcast before. We find out that Mason, Courtney's son, that little pimp, um, by the way, have you ever, I do, I, I'm fixated with Mason on my Instagram and I've, uh, I love the outfits. Uh, he like like he likes to wear. Um, it's, it's amazing. Like he's in like a full mink at one point. You got to see the, the photos of him walking around Beverly Hills with Chris Jenner going shopping. It is like someday I know Mason will spit on me. I just know it. Like, it's just, I, it is crazy. It, it is sad the show is over Because there is a huge part of me That really wants to see how Mason grows up I mean, think about it You got Courtney as the mother You got Scott Disick as the dad uh, You know what I'm saying? Think think about that Think about how that's all going to work So, anyway Addison Ray is over there And just so everybody knows Addison is 20 years old Courtney is in her 40s um, So, yeah So, um, yeah Courtney says um, Addison and I did a posh exercise video together over quarantine. Poosh. Sorry, Poosh. I always think Poosh doesn't even exist. Poosh is an actual thing that Kris Jenner made to let Courtney feel like she does something. You know, so I think Courtney doesn't really know how any kind of publication works. But I think it's just one of those things where Courtney will be like, oh, this would be cool for Poosh. And then everybody acts like, oh, that was such a great thing you did in Poosh. You know, like, I don't think Courtney ever, like, last week, remember when she was doing the article about having Chris and Corey, Chris, her mother and Corey, not have sex for two weeks? Um, and she was, like, writing in a spiral notebook. I'm like, like, last thing I knew, like, newspapers or any kind of publication weren't, like, scrawled out on a, on a notepad. But, uh, yeah, I think Poosh is completely in Courtney's head, and I cannot be convinced otherwise. So, yeah, Addison and her did a push exercise video. We've been working out ever since, and she's never left, Courtney says. Uh, Harry Hudson is also there. He's a young friend of theirs. So it's Harry, Addison, and Courtney supposedly hang all the, out all the time. We, Corey Gamble and Chris are there as well. So they're going to play a game seven minutes in heaven, and that's that thing where you spin the bottle, and then you go in a room with somebody. And I, I never got invited to play it, <laughs> but I think it's... Do you really? Is it like you go into a closet for seven minutes and just make out? Seven minutes is a long time, isn't it? Like, that's a long time, seven minutes. I mean, it's it's a lifetime. So, um, but anyways, you think that's exciting right there because you're like, oh my God, is she going to get Addison? What's going to happen? It's like, no, they don't even, they just say they're playing it and then nothing happens. Um, Addison, Courtney, um, they're just kind of like, Really smiley and laughy around each other, you know? Uh, Courtney in a talking head says, During quarantine, everyone had their own group. And I had mine, and mine was Addison and Harry. It's just nice to have good, positive energy around you. And I'm like, Courtney, do you mean young skin? I think Courtney's confusing energy with skin that's young. Courtney's like, oh my god, your skin looks amazing. What young energy? What good energy? I'm like, that's young energy, Courtney. Courtney could be an energy vampire. Oh my God, do you guys watch the uh, the uh, TV show What We Do in the Shadows on FX? Highly recommend it. But there's uh, vamp- There's vampires in it, but then there's also an energy vampire that sucks the energy out of people and just bores the shit out of them. It's such a great character. But I kind of think Courtney could potentially be an energy vampire, and she just sucks the life of everybody around her. And that's why she's always so composed, just because she's sucking in energy and storing it. Um, <clears throat> so they all run outside and they're all in two pieces and they're all writhing around. Like they're doing like Britney Spears dance moves by the pool. And it's a lot like, um, you know what 20 year olds do with each other, except Courtney's there and she's 40 years old, which I'm, you know, age is what it is. It sucked. But I will say Courtney has a great body. She does great body. And by the way, if, If you really are blessed to have the life that Courtney does, you damn well better have a good body. You have the time for a good body. That's why Rob Kardashian sometimes is such a disappointment to me because it's like if you really wanted it, you could pay people to move your arms and legs for you. You know? Like you're going to move it. Take this step here. Take this. You could have somebody. It just, it's, I don't know. So anyway, she looks great. And then Courtney's like, we're going in the fucking ocean, you loser. And then all of a sudden we get a shot of Corey Gamble all of a sudden in a swimsuit and he's holding hands with the three girls. This is night and they run into the ocean. It is truly eerie. Chris Jenner must have stayed inside. What the fuck is up with Corey Gamble? Like, honestly, like last week we had him all over Chris Jenner, which is fine. But he's like, yeah, I want to I want to suck those rumps and lick the sweat juices from like he's just that guy that's always like oh did you just go number one or number two it doesn't matter i want all of you that's a poet and you didn't know it you know he's just so up in everybody's grill but he's always just there he's like this omnis omnipotent presence that just is kind of like there and then all of a sudden you like see him run into the ocean with three bikini clad girls two of them like look like they're in their 20s and then courtney it's just weird like chris is like cool with this shit like, Corey always seems to... Uh, and do you notice also Corey's relationship with Kylie Jenner? Did you see that episode last season when her and Kendall got into a fight because didn't want to drop Kendall off from the Palm Springs house because Corey was driving back with Kylie? It's a weird relationship. We're going to... Fu- this is a so-bad-it's-good promise, and whoever really likes the show and is keeping track, write this down. Something will happen with Corey Gamble in the next three years. That will make it very weird that he was that will go back and watch scenes like this and go, oh, God, I don't know what it is. I'm just saying I feel it in my bones. Uh, so the next scene, we get some uh, home video footage of MJ, which is so funny because this week MJ supposedly is the one that accidentally released that photo of Chloe uh, untuned. So I just loved. And in this little scene, uh, home video, it goes, oh, Chris, don't take my picture. And I was like, damn, that is so, that is so telling for what just happened with MJ releasing this photo of Chloe accidentally. So, new scene, Chris is playing the piano horribly. Uh, MJ calls and Chris is like, hey, what's up? And... MJ's like, I was just thinking of going to San Diego, and if you wanted to come have a birthday party at the Hotel La Valencia. And Chris says, I think about your age, and you have underlying conditions. It worries me for you to go in public, because remember, folks, we're still in a pandemic. This was filmed months and months ago. MJ says, I, I'm going to go with my friends. And MJ talks about how scary it is for older people. And it damn well is, man. My grandma's 97 years old. And, you know, we have her in a nursing home in Columbus, Ohio. And fortunately, I don't even think my grandma realized there was a pandemic. But, um, you know, my, we weren't, my dad wasn't able to go see her every month like he, he used to. And um, he's actually going for the first time next month. So I'm really interested to see how that is. Maybe I'll see if I can get my uh, dad to get my grandma on the podcast. That might be the oldest person that I've ever had on the podcast. Wow. Um, So uh, Chris is kind of doing some prop comedy with the piano. She's tickling the ivories. But basically, um, Chris is like, well, we'll figure out something to do for your birthday. Okay. So we know that's a plot line. New scene. Courtney is with Addison. Addison is doing backwards somersaults on the trampoline. Chloe and Malika are watching them. And they're like, we've never seen Courtney smile this much. Uh, We see Courtney and Addison playing cornhole. Scott Disick comes. They are all saying, Scott goes, we've never seen her this happy. So obviously the director said, okay, guys, in this next scene, you're going to go, you've never seen Chloe so happy and stuff like that. And so we get them saying the same line from different people over and over again. Like Malika go, I've never seen Courtney so happy. And then Scott comes in, I've never seen uh, Courtney so happy. Do you know what I'm saying? Like once you see the, it's like seeing the matrix. You see how all this works and you're like, oh, I know exactly what they did for this scene like there is a goal of this scene because remember they also have huge lights and in fact a couple of the scenes in this episode you can see all the crewmen in the background moving lights this thing for as good as they look remember that takes a lot of lighting that's not just a natural camera that can pick that up you need lots of lighting so um Chloe, they're talking, they're continually talking about Courtney and they're saying, we know Court had a fragile year last year, but I'm seeing her now and she's really happy. And Malika and Scott say, yeah, a hell of a lot better than she was. Um, And Mason is sitting there. uh, Mason is actually playing with Courtney and Addison. Talk about weird, uh, you know, if Mason's close to puberty at all, just talk about what a weird vibe that is for, you know, if he has a crush on Addison for, Addison now to be his mom's best friend like think about how bizarre that is think about whoever you had a crush on growing up in whatever town you did and then think about your mom or dad being (laughs) friends. think about if you loved like I don't know Jonathan Taylor Thomas and then all of a sudden your dad comes home and you're like hey uh did I introduce you to my new best friend Jonathan Taylor Thomas (laughs) you're like I always thought you were an adult dad and you're hanging out with this Jonathan Taylor Tom. You know, it would be weird is what I'm saying. So um, they're all just a little curious, though, what, you know, could possibly have in common uh, since of the age difference. Um, and Kim and Chloe say we question everything and everyone, no matter who it is. Yes, girls. Yes, they do that in a talking head. Uh, Malika says, I thought I had to date younger when in reality, I just needed a younger friend. Great job, Malika. Scott said, well, I did have a 21 year old girlfriend. And guys, I shit you not, you would think it would be dead silence and there would be crickets. Nobody even picks it up that he said that it just moves on. And I'm like, yeah, Scott. And guess what? You're probably a month away from having another one, Miss Amelia Bedelia. So he doesn't even have Amelia yet. And he's talking about, I had a 21-year-old girlfriend. Like, age don't mean shit to rich people. Wild. Uh, we also watch a helicopter land on a yacht. Uh, Chloe goes, I need to go find out who my new husband is. <laughs> uh new scene. We see Kim answer the phone. She takes a deep breath. It's Jonathan Chebin, food god on the other line. And she goes, Jonathan, Jonathan, what just happened? Calm down. What? Ca-? And we hear Jonathan go, they came with a gun. They stole my watch. I'm freaking out. I'm in New Jersey. And Kim goes, slow down. Take a breath. Take a deep breath. And he's like, of course, I called the cops. They, they put a gun to my mom's head. Kim says, I've never heard Jonathan cry over the phone. And yeah, probably not because you're used to. He's had so much cheese in his mouth most of the time, probably, Um he keeps saying, I'm freaking out. And then him goes, Come to LA. You'll be safe here. I love you. And then hangs up. Guys, here's the deal Food God really did have something like that happen. It really did happen, I believe. But I believe this audio call is a setup audio call. I believe this happened after the fact because Jonathan, he sounds frantic, but he doesn't sound sobbing. And also, what friend goes, I'm going to hang up the phone with you now. Come to LA. I hope you're all right in New York. And also, we have to wonder, there is a full camera crew there and lighting, just for this scene. They just happened to get Kim on the couch, and then the phone rang just at the right time when they were already filming. Like, so if the phone didn't ring, we're to assume that we were just going to get shots of Kim looking at the ocean for the day. Do you know what I'm saying? Once you see the Matrix, once you find out how the sausage is made. So it's a real bummer, but I mean, it did happen. So I think they're like, it did happen, though. And I did call Kim, so it's fine if we reenact it. Um, we get a new scene, uh, court and Addison, they're talking about their workouts. Chloe comes out uh, to eat and, uh, Courtney of course is picking at a salad and a bowl as she does. And court says, um, Oh, look, it's Chloe. My favorite in the per- uh, No, uh, Court says my favorite person in the world, other than my kids. When Chloe sits down and Chloe says, I thought you were going to say that to Addison. And they're all laughing. And court says someone posted a uh, jogging video of them. And then they're just laughing like Courtney and Addison are just sharing laughter back and forth. And it really does seem a little bit like they bang. You know, there is something there and I don't want to really encourage it, but everybody's right to wonder it is very interesting it i don't know and by the way that's what i'm talking about just directly if you scratch the surface there could be some great reality there that is so weird and eerie it's just sitting right there so uh chloe goes oh courtney do you know suzanne summer summers lives right around here and she's like, you should have a Thighmaster on the beach and see if she comes. Because that's Suzanne Summers' old thing, that and Three's Company. But, of course, Addison has no fucking idea what Chloe is talking about. And Courtney just kind of blows off Chloe. And Addison goes, I think I can read Courtney's mind. And uh, and uh, Addison goes, Courtney's always thinking of the bigger picture. And I'm like, <laughs> what, Addison? Addison, oh, my God, you must be drunk. That's hysterical. Um Kim and Chloe in the talking head say, God, they're just a mystery to us. And then they cut back to them and they're just laughing still all stupid. So new scene. Rob is in this scene. You guys, Kim, Rob, Court, Kendall, a dog, Chris, Chloe, a lot of people. Uh, Jonathan steps out and he goes, this place is paradise. I can't believe you landed in this jackpot. Corey Gamble is also there. Scott Disick comes in. Food God is like, well, OK, the story is I went to the Americana in Long Island with my mom and then we drove back to Jersey. and It's a really nice neighborhood. And then we park and I see a guy randomly come up and he's like, you know what time it is. And I'm like, no, I don't know what time it is. And then all of a sudden I'm stuck between two cars and somebody's right behind me. And they've like, you know, and then when the guy rips the watch right off my wrist, it sounds really scary. We get a flashback to Kim's robbery in Paris. Um, And Kim goes, I never heard him cry like this. And then Kim goes, you're safe. It's over. And Mason is there sitting next to Scott. And I'm just like, we need a Mason Disick tell-all book. We need it so bad. We need it so... And by the way, I need it now. I'd be willing to put up with spelling errors and things like that. I'd even be willing for him just to talk into a tape recorder and I'll transcribe it for everybody. But we need it. Because imagine the... the, you guys, the conversations they have around Mason, the shit he has witnessed, even just with Kanye and stuff like that, it's it's mind-blowing what that kid knows, you know? Um, Chris is just looking into the distance this whole time that Food God is speaking, and I'm like, I wonder if Chris is thinking about, like, all the people she's had killed in her life for, like, harming her family. And I wonder if Chris is, like, sitting there going, should I, should I call out the troops for Food God? Nah. Fuck that guy, right? You know, so okay, new scene. It's Mason, Chloe, and Kim. Uh we hear Kim and Chloe talk about their Instagram posts. And Kim goes, Two of my other posts are so close to getting four million likes. I'm at three point nine nine. So I don't know if I should post one something else right now to try to get those past four million. And Chloe says, Well yeah, post. That might attract more people to come to your page. Jesus, like this, this is the conversations they have. So you're da- like, this really gives you a peek into the insanity where this is. We know exactly why Coco blew up this week. These guys pay attention to it so much. And that's what I'm saying. The big, the, the, the big solution to Chloe's issue is just stay offline. You know what I would do? I would go online. I would show Chloe all of her bank accounts and how much money she has and how she's awesome and set for life and then I would take her phone away and say, Go enjoy the fuck out of your life. You do not need to be held down by this any longer. Cause what's the end goal? What are we what are we going for here? What at this point does Chloe think she's gonna do? Is she think there's some prize for the hottest Kardashian that she's gunning for at some point? Like, go live your awesome, amazing life. You're going to be great. Why do this to yourself? So uh Chloe says, uh or Kim tells uh Mason, she's like, uh I called your mom and Addison was over and I said, I needed to talk to you, Courtney. And she acted like she was really interested. And then she was like, okay, I'll call you back. Addison is here. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense and understandable. And then she thinks she's hung up the phone, but I hear her say that was my sister, Kim. She won't shut up and get off the phone. She's always blabbing. I just, I mean, maybe that happened, but she's, so Kim is saying this to Chloe and Mason, Mason, like Mason's hearing Kim potentially talk shit about his mom. It's amazing. Um, We find out that Courtney is a vault. She's always been like this. And we know that Courtney really. I don't think Courtney is a vault. So not a vault so much, but just somebody that doesn't have a lot of thoughts going through that vault. So there's nothing to really retrieve from the vault. In fact, when I think about her and Travis Barker, I just think like their conversations must be, hey, hey, do you want... Vegan food, this is good. Pass me the bread. You look hot in your leather jacket. Do you? Okay. I'll roll up my windows now. Like, it's just like you just, you I, 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 I nod off when I think about them as a couple and I don't like, Not Skinny, Not Fat really pushes them. In fact, I think they're getting paid. I think Not Skinny, Not Fat is getting paid by Travis Barker and Courtney Kardashian. It's the only, like, who gets that excited about Travis and Courtney. And I think she's, like, drumming up excitement for a couple that's like, no, it's okay. We don't have to like every celebrity couple that gets together. If two people have each made over a million dollars, that does not mean we need to give a shit, you know? sorry i can't believe that i'm talking this is my life this is crazy so um new scene we meet ron hunter he works for atlas uh bunker (laughs) he makes bunkers chloe and kim facetime with this guy and chloe looks like she's on adderall on the scene she's like hey ron And, uh, you know, Kim's like, well, I had to look into survival shelter and see what my options are because this is a fake storyline and we need something to spice up this episode. Kim says, I found this guy on the internet. He builds bunkers. Chloe's like, Hey, Ron, tell us about this bunker. And he goes, it can survive everything um you know he goes i sold one today for 40 people for you guys i would do six to seven bedrooms a living room den with couches you know and then he goes why don't you come check out the one that you can see it's like a cold war era bunker kim says i know this seems silly but we should really check it out and then chloe's like hey ron you look cute she's trying to be the funny one eh. okay so new scene courtney calls mj and mj's like it's been a while you can tell Courtney doesn't call her grandma unless she's asked to for TV, and Courtney goes, "I know, I missed you." Courtney goes, "Your birthday is coming up. Do you have any plans?" Duh. We know that this is the scene that fills in the gap between what uh, MJ told Chris Jenner she wanted to do and Chris saying no, and now we're going to get this little discussion from Courtney. So MJ is like, "Yeah." Uh, For my birthday, I'm going to release real photos of all of you guys. (laughs) No, she didn't say that. Uh, She said, Courtney, uh, Courtney goes, "Uh, MJ, you should live the life the way you think. Don't listen to my mom about what she said. And I'm like, shit, dude, Courtney is an anti-masker, isn't she? Courtney is a full-on QAnon person, I bet. Because Courtney was like, oh, pandemic, go live your life, MJ. MJ is an 86-year-old woman. Okay. A new scene. Addison is there at a lunch and Courtney isn't there. All the ladies, all, the whole family called Addison to have lunch without Courtney just to feel things out. Addison just smiles and is weird. We find out she moved from Louisiana with her family in December and Chloe goes, what do you What do, you do to make Courtney so happy? Kim says, are you guys hooking up? And Scott said, that's the elephant in the room. It's okay if you are. I love how hip Scott is. Scott's like, I've nailed under 18-year-old, so it's totally cool if Courtney does that. We'll just call it even, right? Totally cool. I'd love to watch. Uh, Chris, by the way, is another—Chris in this episode just stares a lot. Chris has these sunglasses, and she's just staring again. So we're now in a new scene. They keep talking about MJ's birthday. And this is, like, the point where I was like, they could buy MJ the whole state of California if they wanted to. So fuck off with this, like, fake worrying about what we're going to do for MJ's birthday, you know? Um Rob is in another scene. We get Rob in three scenes. He only has a couple lines, but he's there, I guess. Give him credit for that. And Rob goes, Hey, where's the chicken nuggets? And Mason goes, I'm a pescatarian. Uh Rob says, Mom, are you okay? You seem a little stressed today. Chris goes, Oh, just worried about this MJ situation. I don't want to deprive her of a party on her big day. <gasps> you know what? I'm thinking Malibu would be the perfect place. Years and years ago, she used to go to the Hotel Del Coronado and listen to this guy play piano and sing songs. He played at Poppy's Memorial. All she does is talk about this guy. As a surprise, I will get this guy. Rob says, you should get her a guy to hook up with, too. And at this point, I was just wrote, I was like, this family is just limping to the finish line of this series. It's just like, I feel like. At this point, people in the scenes should be giving the cameras looks like Jim Halpert and out the office of like, oh, can you believe this shit? You know, um, new scene, Chloe and Kim are driving to the bunker in the desert. Kim is in bright yellow neon, which I thought was interesting. Kim says 2020 has been crazy and Jonathan got robbed. So it's really freaked me all out. I love when Kim goes 2020 has been crazy. So they're at an undisclosed location. Uh, They have sirens. They're saying it's an emergency so they can run into this bunker and shut the door. And I got to tell you, this bunker looks less scary than Kanye's mansion that he built for Kim and him. Um, But Chloe, of course, is already bitching about it. But it looks like it looks better than my, uh, you know, it looks better than my living situation. It's 86 degrees in there and the temperature keeps going up. They're making survival food. Chloe's bitching about it uh kim is studying uh for the bar um chloe goes i'm watching the minutes inch on by and i'm wondering what the hell i'm going to do here and chloe you nailed it that sentence is exactly what i was thinking at that time saying i'm watching the minutes inch by and i'm wondering what the hell i'm doing here um chloe says can we just be done with this game um and i was like i hope they're making each other laugh and I hope they're having a blast filming it because it is not fun to watch. And I can, am I, am I the, I can, I know I'm not the only one that thinks this. I know it. Um, so new scene, Courtney says to Kim and Chloe, you didn't tell me you invited Addison to lunch by yourselves. And court court says, what is your obsession with us? And Chloe says, we are being proactive and want to find out what you guys are doing. And, uh, You know, how does she pull out a better attitude with you than we do? And Courtney says, I'm really content with my life. Courtney says, when you choose to hang out with someone, your energy gets better. (laughs) And she goes, I'm a young heart with an old soul. You can't be both. It's either your old soul or it can't be. I'm a really young heart and an old soul. No, you're an old soul. You're old everything. If you're a young soul, you have a young heart. You know, it's just Courtney's bending and twisting things. And Courtney goes, we all have such a good circle of people around us. It's not about age. It's about energy and vibes. Yeah, that's exactly what I say as I get older, too. I go, okay hey guys, it's not about age. It's about energy and vibes. I swear to God, if I ever see Kanye West, I will say I love the college dropout and a lot of his music. But I will also say, do you ever regret teaching the Kardashians to say the words vibe? They say vibes so much after they met Kanye, and it's like like they say vibes so much that I'm thinking they're going to try to trademark it. Uh, Kim asks Courtney who David Dobrik is. Who wished uh, I guess Courtney wished him a happy birthday on social, and and of course um, we're like we we met Addison through David because. Um, uh Mason loves David and, and they hang out and then we know Mason loves Addison. So David called Addison and made her hide in a trunk and then on a video popped out and surprised Mason.
3: <sighs>
2: Rough. Um So that's I mean, so Courtney does hang out with TikTokers and YouTubers and lions and tigers. Oh my. Uh new scene. We have a flashback of MJ through the years. Uh, MJ is now at the Malibu place uh, and we're, we're celebrating her birthday at this Malibu place. It's very well decorated. She hasn't seen her friends in so long, so this will be fun. They're all wearing decorative hats. Rob is there. Uh, they have a clinic set up there so everyone can be rapid tested. This is real money, folks. They are rapid testing everybody. The Kardashians, I would love to know how many COVID tests they've gotten through this last year. I got to tell you, you th- and I'm not joking, God, I would guess for like, eight or nine of Kardashians conservatively 800 not even joking think about it think they probably get tested a couple times a day when doing the show and doing events Um, new scene Chris says Rick Ross is here it's her favorite musician and I'm like what MJ fucking Rick Ross the rapper and it turns out Rick Ross is the piano player I I really almost had a I almost panicked I was like MJ's a Rick Ross fan And I almost believed it I was like oh my god She's going to go home with Rick Ross tonight isn't she So um, It's her 86th birthday And um, Chris says to be in this magical setting This beautiful day With my beautiful mom You know to live in the second It means the world to me It was a really nice speech This was the real moment You know I was talking earlier that there was a real moment This was it Chris toast her mom. She tears up. That was real. That was real. That was a real moment. And MJ says, I only want to say to all of you, this is overwhelming and too much, too much happiness. I wish I could hug and kiss all of you. And she also says, uh, but not you, Corey. No, I'm joking. She says, I wish I could hug and kiss all of you. And she goes, how wonderful life is when you're in this world. And I thought that was really deep. And I don't know if she meant in this world as like in the Kardashian world or if she meant the world world. But I thought it was this was a nice like I give it to him. They got a nice minute of uh, content here. Um, And MJ goes, perfect day, Chris. Perfect day. Um, Kim says, I have a lot to learn from my grandma. She knows how to live life and not let it get the best of her. Kim doesn't want to be an anxious person waiting for the next bad thing to happen, so she's decided against the bunker. We also find out that Kim Kardashian got MJA Toto Toilet. Toto Toilets are awesome. I've used them in when I went to Japan a bunch. And uh, they do fun things, like they'll shoot water into your bunghole, and they'll heat the water. It's a really cool thing. It's, it's, really, it's, a, it's an aspirational thing someday that I would like to get um, that and, uh, and uh, my own personal Peloton. Um. So Addison and Courtney in a new scene are all dressed shimmery. They say the vibe today is Disney princess. And I'm like, girl, oh, my God, pay your insurance. Um. And then they show the girls, Addison and Courtney, they learned a handshake together. We see the handshake. It's it's not shit. You know, Chloe says she's an incredible girl. Uh, we find out that Addison has been dancing since she was six. Kim says, Addison is so genuine, so nice, a good person and a good friend. I do wonder sometimes if they are going to produce an Addison Ray reality show. And this was kind of the introduction, if you will, to that. Almost like a backdoor pilot, like how Beverly Hills, Vanderpump Rules was a backdoor pilot for uh, Beverly Hills because they added that second hour on that one episode and the way Summer House was a backdoor what was right after vanderpump rules you know how they snuck that in and you thought you were watching a two-hour vanderpump rules and they snuck this summer house show and you're like what the fuck is this i didn't i didn't sign up for this shit you know um now i love summer house so um kim uh i also gotta i wonder what travis barker thinks about addison ray do you ever think about that so you guys the next episode we uh we get the preview for and Chris goes, I got a call from Caitlin. She would like help with her career. Yeah baby, it's me. Woo-hoo. I want to get in the spotlight, baby. It's me. Hey Chris, ring a ding ding. Hey, It's me, Caitlin. Would you help me with my career? Could you could you could you introduce me to Addison Ray? I want a TikTok. Woo-hoo. yeah baby. Um, and then Tristan and Chloe do a UFO watch. Like, I'm already mad at next week's episode. Okay, you guys, that is the recap, and I'm going to kick it right to my friend Megan, who is a lawyer. I cannot reveal her last name because she has a real job as... Uh, you know, so, uh, but anyways, she was on the Jen Shaw call and, uh, I wanted to play this. I think it's a, a nice little, uh, 20, 25 minute interview and it'll take you into the weekend. I love you guys. Thank you for sticking with me. I am tired. I am going to go to bed. And, uh, after I, I'll edit all of this stuff but i hope you guys have the best weekend ever thank you for sticking with me thank you for choosing to listen to this i know your ears have a lot of choices these days everybody seems to be doing this thank you for sticking with me i'll talk to you on monday uh ladies and gentlemen as we know one of the top stories in housewives world uh of the last decade has happened this past week i think with jen shaw's arrest for uh, I mean, we, we, you know, everybody's involved, the FBI, Homeland Security, uh, the Southern District of New York has a case against her. And uh, I was I overslept the phone call that happened on Friday and you would actually call in um, to actually listen to uh, the proceedings and a uh, friend of the pod, my friend Megan who's also a lawyer, not in Utah, but a a lawyer. You were back on the show last time with Tom Girardi, now Jen Shaw. Something is in the water with the housewives.
1: I mean, just think if you had your pod back when Teresa was in trouble too. So I think this is going to keep me visiting the pod from time to time.
2: Are we allowed to dial into every court case known to man? Like, can I do this with any court case, even people I don't know?
1: Well, there are some proceedings that are public. I mean, think back to the OJ case. Um, there are public proceedings. They can, courts can limit and give press passes and limit who has access, but the arraignment on Friday was open to the public. So there were, I believe, hundreds of folks on the line listening in.
2: Talk about Willie Wonka. They got smart. What's that?
1: They got smart this time, though, after the, the snafu, this two
2: days before so Wednesday uh, they did everybody
1: automatically muted
2: yeah so Wednesday they did the original hearing and they did not expect that many Bravo fans to be on the call at all and Jen Shaw supposedly couldn't get on the call after she had been on the call so Friday everybody was automatically muted so what time did you uh what time did you get up to get on the call was it hard to get on the call did you have to buy a StubHub ticket how did you get there
1: Well, the uh, arraignment started 11 Eastern, 8 Pacific, so I just set my alarm at 730, and I dialed in 15 minutes prior because I knew they'd open up the line a bit early, and I didn't want to get shut out after what happened uh, earlier in the week.
2: So, I mean, you're muted, so you're not able to make small talk, but like, who else is here? Let's all say where we're from.
1: Yeah, it's a bit of a bummer because I heard, and I didn't dial into the one earlier in the week, I heard folks weren't on mute, including maybe Wendy Williams, so... I think that really was probably the call to be on in terms of uh, hilarity from unintended participants.
2: Now, did you learn anything from this phone call? I mean, did they did they map out what she is guilty of? What is she guilty of? Or what, I mean, not guilty. What is she? What is the case against her? Or what are what are they trying to prove? What are the What are the allegations?
1: Sure, of course, she is obviously innocent until proven guilty. Her and Stu chains, and really, as you listened into the arraignment on Friday. They, you know, asked her how did she plead and how did Sue Chains plead on the count. She has one count of conspiracy to money launder and one count of wire fraud. So that's that's what you heard in terms of what was alleged against her. They both waived their rights to have the indictment read. So everyone on the phone didn't get to hear exactly the details of the indictment, but.
2: Oh, I would have booed. Like, I mean, play to the crowd a little bit, right? Like you got 300 people on the line, give them a little show, you know?
1: You know, and it was really funny because I don't think the judge um, and the attorneys were as sensitized to you know the glory that is real housewives, but definitely uh, the clerk who opened up the line was because something that was funny that happened before everything got started was uh, Jen's, she appeared live from Utah, notwithstanding the fact that she is also represented by counsel in D.C. and New York. And uh, the person in Utah who she was sitting with said, look, if we get disconnected, let me give you my cell phone number so you can call us back. You know, wanting to be very cooperative. And the, the clerk had to say, you know, there are hundreds of people on the line and this is a public arraignment. I think you want to just email me your number.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, every every Bravo meme account had a pen and paper ready to write that number down. Um, what are the charges against her specifically? What, it, what, what, what was because uh, I, I know they didn't read it, but I know we know what those charges are.
1: Sure. So, you know. wire wire fraud and money laundering. Wire fraud just means that the federal crime involves mailing or electronically transmitted something associated with fraud. And then money laundering just means that you've taken ill-gotten gains and through a series of transactions, put them in another account to make it look like clean money. That doesn't tell you a whole heck of a lot. So what we know from the actual deceptive practices that are alleged to be engaged in, and this is from a Department of Justice press release and also from the Um, the filings themselves is that from 2012 until March of 2021, um, Jen and Stu Chains are alleged to have participated in um, deceptive telemarketing practices, which involved selling leads um, to, to folks of people generally speaking that were 55 and up with no debt. They called these whales. Um, And then these individuals were sold basically fake companies. They were told, we're going to sell you this company, and you're just going to make a lot of money. And, and this was deceptive. And then what would happen is these people who had paid money to paid money to make money, obviously, don't get anything out of it, they've been defrauded. And then a, allegedly, what also happened is they would then take the names of those people who were now in credit card debt or in debt for having participated in this deceptive practice, and then resold their names to people who would try to like then help get them out of debt. So it really, um, really serious allegations. They, we learned on the call that this has resulted in, I believe, $5 million of proceeds that were in a shell company that uh, Jen was found to have debit card access to. And we also learned on the call from the government that um, Jen and are really alleged to be kind of the, the kingpins at the top of this scheme. There was a 2019 case with 10 defendants that have, that were also involved in this. Um, that's also already been brought forward. Wait, so she is so at the top
2: if, okay. So if this all happened with people that were under her, she had to have known this was coming.
1: Well, yeah, that's what I think. Um, You know, certainly the 2019 case where four people involved have pled guilty, one individual I read today has already um, entered in a plea. They had to know this was coming. And I wonder if some of the things that we know as Bravo fans, for example, the fact that she did did not own the chalet, but rather rented it, you know, is kind of demonstrating to us that maybe she knew that this was coming and maybe she's handling her assets in a particular way, knowing they could be at risk.
2: Wow. So, I mean, Stu Stu Chains, though, is her number one Shaw squad. He doesn't look like he could be the top of any chain, so it's shocking that he potentially will serve 30 years, which is the, that's the maximum sentence, right, for the one count of? So,
1: 30 years is a maximum count, I believe, for wire fraud, 20 years maximum for money laundering. So, we're talking about real time. Um, you know, we have other defendants who have pled guilty that will be getting time. So, I think that this is a situation where there's real jail time on the line. And it's interesting what you say about Stu. I think that um, I think he could turn on Jen here. I think we could see some real
2: um, Well, your lawyerly oh, you see? in your lawyerly opinion, is that what You would recommend, I mean, is that how the government works in that case is now trying to get somebody like Stu to like testify against Jen since she's in the number one position or will Jen say it's all Stu? Will they fight? uh, Will they turn against each other? Because I also noticed on that call what there, there were a couple um, things that Jen cannot do. She, she is not supposed to get drunk she is not, which is like hard for Jen. And she, the the defendants are not supposed to be have any contact with each other. Is that right?
1: That's right. There are a number of conditions and we can pick those apart in a moment, but as it relates to Sue, yes, she's not permitted to talk to the other co-defendants in the case. And they have to obviously be separately represented. So we heard on the phone and it was very interesting. It seemed as though the judge was intimating that and his counsel were much more cooperative than Jen and her counsel, so they will be treated differently. And I mean, I think this happens all the time. Again, not a criminal lawyer, but I don't think it's uncommon for defendants to turn on one another to get an easier sentence or better treatment.
2: That's what all the law shows so, do. That's what they do in the law shows.
1: Yeah, I'm a corporate lawyer. We don't we don't do that. But you know, we could definitely I think see that. Um, she also one of the conditions is she can't contact defendants or anyone who who participated in this or or was potentially a victim of this either
2: now uh bravo came out with a statement today saying they will legally put in as much of this process as they can i know they uh october 18th is when this date starts why so long it feels like it's a long time between this and october 18th
1: um i don't think that that sounds like a very long time at all i think um Again, I'm not a specialist in this area of law, but there's going to be a lot of discovery. Um, They certainly are going to need to figure out where her assets are. I heard on the call that she had listed her assets as zero, which (laughs) the judge thought was uh, uh, that her financial statement provided was incredibly unreliable. So there's going to be discovery. Um, You know, in these cases, my understanding is they don't always go to trial. So she could plea, you know, once she sees the writing on the wall, there could be a plea deal or something else before we even get to that trial date
2: is she allowed to get botox during this time
1: well interestingly one of the conditions is that she's not able to spend more than five thousand dollars at a time um that would be that would be some pretty intense botox as a, a user of the botox myself i've never come close to that in a sitting but it could you know it could limit some of her other more pricey uh
2: well, Jen Shaw, Seriously. anytime she takes a poop, that's five grand. Like, I mean, that girl spends money like it's out of style. I mean, we saw even in Vegas, she she, she did a whole Heather Day fashion show where she brought in clothes just to let Heather pick them out. And I'm sure that she paid for but all did, of that. But
1: didn't, no, I think Heather did an interview saying that she didn't get anything.
2: Oh, really? She didn't buy Heather anything. Oh, my God. That's, yeah. that's
1: horrible. Oh,
2: that's so sad.
1: Um, it was, none of it was in Heather's size. It was all pulled for Jen.
2: Oh, how awkward. That's not how gifts work at all. Um, Okay, so what, I mean, how does it look? I mean, is it look, is this something like, so she, Jen Shaw, is already reposting all these people wishing her well. She is fighting this. She says she is not guilty. What could possibly have, I mean, is there any way that Jen Shaw could have misunderstood what she was doing? What is the case that you think they'll go with to protect her?
1: You know, I'm. I'm honestly not sure. I think that you know, since there was this other case that's proceeding, um, that the facts don't look good um, for her. I'm not sure what they'll do. I think she's going to be a challenge for her attorneys to manage. I think.
2: <laughs> you, know, you you think? Of, <laughs> um,
1: I think that she should get off of social media immediately and have a very low profile. Not film. Um, maintain her innocence, and and she's working with very reputable and, and well-known attorneys that I'm sure will give her the best chance possible um, but I think that she would be well served to not be posting what she's posting
2: how does she how does she pay her attorneys if she can only spend five thousand dollars at a time
1: I think there's there are exceptions that has to be approved by the court I think that's something the court would approve uh, there's also exceptions for example she's on a, she was deemed a flight risk Um, That was an interesting part of the conversation, actually. Um, Her lawyers argued that she was not a flight risk um, because of her public persona. Like, she really couldn't go anywhere.
2: (laughs) She's just, she's hounded everywhere. She's like Bronwyn from OC, yeah.
1: Yeah, and that she shouldn't have to, you know, put, she has a $1 million recognizance bond, but also had to back it up with $250,000 worth of assets plus two financially responsible co-signers and, she was arguing she shouldn't have to do that. She's not really a flight risk. Um,
2: so well, didn't they degree. say it would take two weeks for them to get $250,000 together?
1: Yeah, but the, the argument, they, they gave him a week and then he was like, can we have two weeks? Cause like we're in Utah and it's COVID time. Um, that was interesting. But yeah, the judge basically was like not impressed with the fact that she's a public figure and you know it would be difficult to flee. Um, she also interestingly has an expired passport.
2: Yeah, so she said she, wasn't she couldn't. On yeah, doing any
1: interesting cast trip.
2: That really—that's a very fine detail that really kind of like everybody can kind of relate to in a way of like, oh wow, I have an expired passport. You know, like that's stars—they're just <laughs> like us.
1: I don't know if I'm on Real Housewives. Some of the trips they used to take were pretty great. I want my passport fired up and ready to go. Well, I am um, curious. With most... go ahead. No, go
2: ahead. Uh, no, I forgot what I was going to say. Go ahead.
1: Oh, I was going to say there were some other interesting conditions too. And I think people really glommed on to the, you know, the 250K and the co-signers and the fact that she said no assets and that she owned no real property, which we all knew about the chalet was being rented. But I think there were some Instagram posts that she made where she said that they had, she had other real property, so, you know, kind of get off her back on the chalet, you know, was that, who's, who's she telling the truth to, but there were some other conditions that I thought were interesting and people didn't really glom onto one related to, um, you were talking about substance use, but she has to continue treatment at lion rock, which is, um, a substance abuse facility. And they said that she's been being treated, receiving mental health treatment since her father passed away. So whoa, I don't know
2: whoa, if that was wait, whoa, anyone whoa. knew about. No, wait, wait, but, but that, that's mental treatment, not alcohol or drug.
1: Well, I googled Lion Rock. I'm not familiar with um, with it, and it appears to be an like a virtual or online based substance abuse recovery center. Hmm. Um, but I've also read articles where they've characterized it as mental health treatment. I'm not sure exactly. So um,
2: that's interesting. I mean, wow, that is very interesting. Um, Okay, so now she's able to go film a season. This is hanging over her head, and she does not have to answer back to any court until October 18th. So we've got this huge period of time, which is what now? We're in April, and then you got, what, like five, five six months to to just mess around and, and wait for the, your lawyers are building a case. What is she allowed to do? Is she allowed to uh, – I hear she's allowed to keep her na- uh, lash business going. Is that true?
1: Yeah. So let's talk about what she can do and where she can go. So she's um, really needs to stay in the state of Utah unless she can travel to New York or to DC only to meet with her attorneys that, um, and and to work on the case and for her defense. So that's the only time she can travel because that's where her um, legal counsel is based. Um, So that means no, you know, cast trips or the like, but it doesn't limit what she's doing in state. And then they also talked about what, Businesses she can and cannot do. Obviously, she cannot do anything related to telemarketing. That's done. She can't do anything that has to do with that. And she also can't um, have anyone else's personal information or transact take credit cards or, or transact business related to that. So then they talk to the judge about, well, is that too limiting? Because, you know, what is her job? Like, what is her? And then this also came up in the context of what is her income? And so they characterized her as an entrepreneur, and she was able to continue with her beauty business, her lashes business, and then they also talked about, well, she's also a cast member on Real Housewives, (laughs) um, and that comes with an income as well. And then I think all the Bravo fans had bated breath waiting to hear, like, what was her contract for the first year? Yeah. Um, But the judge was then, like, I don't know if the clerk, like, elbowed the judge or what, but then they were very quick to say, you don't need to say what, you, you know, basically Bravo pays you, and I think there was a collective groan.
2: What was the judge's tone?
1: Um, I mean, I think, you know, serious. um, I don't think the judge like felt like she was anything special. I did get a a sense that the judge felt that Sue Chains and his counsel had been more cooperative than Jen and her. Mm -hmm. I I got it felt at least that perhaps they were a little more, you know, sympathetic or felt that they were getting more cooperation from from their council. But, you know, it was, it was also a bit chaotic. We joked about the the arraignment that was canceled two days prior because folks weren't on mute. But like this one was also pretty chaotic from a technological standpoint too. It was late getting started because people couldn't figure out that you can't like dial into a zoom from your phone and computer at the same time, or else you'll get an echo.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, it was kind of hard just listening in from an audio perspective to follow who was speaking at all times. And then also there was some technological difficulties.
2: How often did she speak Jen Shaw herself?
1: Um, Jen Shaw spoke only a few times. She had to waive um, orally the the right to have the indictment read into the record. So she had to state that she understood that that was her right and that she was waiving the right. Um, She also had to say that she was pleading not guilty to the charges. So we heard her voice then and then we also heard her voice at one point. It sounded like perhaps she was outside the view of the camera and they had to, to have her move to be in view of the camera. So we did get to hear her voice. Um, it was, you know,
2: was it? was it? Better. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Was it strong? It was, was it screechy? Okay. Um,
1: no, it was. I mean, it was not. It's not what I'm used to hearing necessarily. So she
2: can be calm when she wants to.
1: I mean, It sounded like she was, but you know, again, that was pretty early in the morning and a pretty scary situation.
2: Um, Now uh, I just wonder, like, is people like this, if, I mean, what, I just am curious why at, even at the, this, like, if she is not guilty, like she's saying, isn't there a real simple explanation she would say right then? And like, also, what do you think triggered the final arrest on, jen shaw like what was the final straw where they're like ah we got her now we got the case let's go let's get her
1: you know i'm not sure i assume that you know they had enough evidence to proceed with the case the 2019 case with the other 10 defendants that were also involved in perpetuating the scheme so i think they probably just needed more time to get you know more testimony more evidence that they could really go up the chain and and find out that these two are really behind it. And again, the government was pretty clear that they think that Jen and Sue are at the top of this scheme where they already have guilty pleas and um, at least one plea deal. So
2: how much of this had, will, you know, will, the, will the entire court case then be open to us October
1: 18th? Yeah, you know, i when when it goes to trial like is this, is this the next oj trial will this be Yeah that's what i'm saying um, will
2: we get access homicide? will will yeah will they will well, there's,
1: we There's typically there're typically you know i'm not sure how how trials are happening in the days of covid and certainly hopefully by october we'll be in a situation where we'll be vaccinated and perhaps jury pools can be you know brought in in person um But again, the likelihood of whether or not this actually goes to trial, you know, remains to be seen as things develop over the summer. And most cases have, you know, press passes. So while Ryan Bailey may not be dialing in, um, you know, certainly I would expect major news outlets to have have access to the case.
2: Well, what if I, I should do a daily reenactment of Jen Shaw, the trial and cast other people as parts and stuff like that? Lee, they used to do that on E! Where they would reenact the OJ trial. Um, I, uh, do you remember that?
1: I do. I do. Um, but I think you should do it like with, um, doll.
2: Oh, with dolls? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'll I'll have to uh, use my Batman action figures and stuff. Is there any? Uh, so in, in summation, we really don't know what's happening still, except we know that she's been charged with this. It is now uh, they have to prove their case. October 18th, it starts and she's allowed to film. So that's everything that we need to know. But I think with financial crimes, especially this time period, she'll hopefully be on such a close watch because I think the tendency would still be to potentially be involved in illegal activities throughout this time. You know, she seems dumb is what I'm saying. She doesn't seem like she's, I hear you, you know,
1: well, she is innocent until proven guilty, but I would say that I didn't appreciate until I was on the call and I heard the government speak just like truly how serious this is. And I think that the sentence that really stuck with me was when they said, you know, there's $5 million in this account. And we think you're at the you know the top of this scheme where people have already taken a fall. Like to me, that that intimated that the government's going to be looking for some time, and uh, that this is not you know a misunderstanding.
2: Are we talking um, more than five million dollars overall, though?
1: Um, I think I'm not sure, but th- she talked about five million dollars. You know, at least is in this one account.
2: Okay. Okay.
1: Proceeds as proceeds of the fraud. Cause so. I'm just
2: curious what the restitution will be, you know, what she'll have to pay back if found guilty. And I don't know, I'm, I'm new to financial crime, so it'll be exciting to learn as, uh, as we go. Um, uh, maybe, yeah. We need
1: to have money to commit crimes with them. So
2: in fact, I feel like we should start placing bets on if she's guilty or not, and try to maybe do some kind of money, money laundering that way. If we all bet on her innocence or guilt. Or, you know, just,
1: I think, I think maybe you could make a prediction of time served, um, or that she'll, you know, that might be a fun game, like a baby pool.
2: Well, she I mean, she's not under house arrest right now, but you know what? Like if I was her, I would just like, Hey, let's start the sentence right now. Just in case you do find me guilty, you know, I just hang at home.
1: I mean, that would be your dream. I think you should commit some financial crimes because you would be excellent at house arrest. All you need is your microphone. Oh,
2: I would love to. And your weighted blanket. I would love to do a house arrest. That would be amazing.
0: Betches.